Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. That would be America, my homeland. And if you are an American citizen, it is your homeland as well. Uh, Thank you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and again, I want to thank all of you for coming along with us. Our flagship station, Red State Talk Encore, the largest talk platform in the nation. Uh, If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you will see the Red State Talk billboard there in Times Square, and every hour of the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that billboard. No, C.L.'s face is looking right back at you. Also, I want to thank Loving Liberty uh, for carrying our show as well, welcoming us into their family, and I want to thank all the other terrestrial stations who, in fact, uh, have uh, us in rerun throughout the day on uh, their platforms as well. Well, folks, um, the last hour I had on United States Congressman Ralph Abraham from the great state of Louisiana, District 5, and my good friend Star Parker. She was on with me uh, telling uh, the story about it as only Star can in her way. And I was saying to you when we left uh, you in the last hour that um, long before there was Blexit or Runaway or Walkaway, long before there was Blexit or Walkaway, there were many of us. Uh, and who were black conservatives, Republicans who voted Republican and who uh, had the need to run away from the tyranny of the Democrat Party in the plantation, as we called it, and actually coined a phrase there in that movie, uh, The Democrat Plantation. Hey, friends, we were telling that story. That's been almost five years ago now that we were telling that story and uh, premiering in theaters. We were in theaters all around the nation. You can pick it up on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, your smart TV. If you got a smart TV, you have that app on your smart TV, Amazon Prime, you can download. Uh, the movie tonight, uh, the documentary Runaway Slave, Runaway Slave documentary. Well, uh, this hour, let's talk about this uh, because the president now has threatened Iran with obliteration. Yeah, obliterate or obliteration, which means to utterly wipe off. Yeah, to obliterate, to wipe out, obliterate. The president, our president, 
Donald John Trump is threatened Iran with obliteration. And I know, I know that so many of you uh, don't like it. You don't like uh, the president using that kind of strong talk when it comes to other nations around the country, around the world, uh, when it comes to him throwing around the weight and might of America. Teddy Roosevelt said it very well, walk softly, but carry a big stick. <laughs> Actually, that's an African proverb that uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt borrowed from. It's an African proverb. You walk, walk very quietly, but carry a big club. <laughs> Friends, let me ask you this. What would you do? And, and you, you need to answer this question. You really do. What? would you do if your family your family was being threatened by an enemy you could see and touch what would you do if that enemy was threatening the lives of your family um, would you call the police? Yeah, you most likely would. Yeah. But what if they were on your doorstep? Or what if they were actually stalking your family in places where they went, meaning to do them harm? What would you do? What would happen if for some reason ill will fell to one of your family members and nobody but you could do anything about it? Law enforcement uh, didn't take it seriously. Don't take it seriously. But you know that it's serious because the harm has already been demonstrated and in so many cases has been done to you emotionally, physically, psychologically. What would you do? Would you do everything you possibly could to keep your family safe? Is there any measure that you would not take to keep your family safe, even to the point of neutralizing the threat altogether. Well, quite frankly, this is just me talking. I'm in favor of the neut neut neutralization so that I breathe easier, my family breathes easier, and can live their lives from a clear and present danger to their livelihood and lives. America, you can believe it or not, you can accept it or not, 
And I know that the progressive liberal line that is out there and our young people, unfortunately, buy into it over and over again. Uh, and there are more bleeding hearts uh, for s- smaller countries than ours uh, being born every day in America that are being taught that somehow we, we, America, are the bad guys. Not so. Not so. Even when we may have been wrong, we have actually uh, been good in the sense that we have tried to at least fight the good fight, sometimes in the wrong way. But friends, when we think now about the threat that Iran does indeed pose to us. And when we look at the strong stance that this American president has taken against a declared, hear me now, a declared enemy of America and its allies, when we look at the strong stance that this president has taken when it comes to his dedication to defending the American family. And when we consider the mantra of this administration through this president, America first. What other choice do we have when it comes to a nation who means to destroy us if they get their hands on nuclear weapons. Who wants to destroy our most staunch ally in the region, Israel, if they get their hands on nuclear weapons? You better believe this, that they will. I I, I was saying, talking to you the other day about this, the Iranians, they are serious about whacking us. What would you do if your family is threatened? The president of the United States is the titular head of our country. He is the head of our country, period. He's the executive chief executive officer of our nation. His oath is to protect and defend not only the Constitution of the United States, but to protect the United States against enemies, foreign and domestic. He is the commander in chief of our armed forces, which means His oath is just as that of any soldier in our armed forces, and that is to defend our nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, which by design of our Constitution makes the president of the United States our nation's foremost defender and warrior. So. He gets a threat from a nation who is serious about taking us down, taking us out, the American family. 
What message do you need to send to that nation? Seeing how it is, you have that proverbial big stick that Teddy Roosevelt and that African proverb does mention. Walk softly, but carry a big stick. The next question is, what's the point in having the big club, the big stick, if in fact you're not going to use it? Or at least send the message that you are prepared to use it if, in fact, you cannot avoid the threats that lesser countries, oh, yes, I said it, lesser countries like Iran pose to America. Is it not incumbent upon the leader of our nation to show forth our strength and our might and our intolerance for those types of threats against us? Is it not incumbent upon him to at least send to them the message and then be prepared to back it up? If they don't heed the message that we will obliterate you. Listen, I remember, and I'm sure there are a lot of you out there uh, who may have experienced similar circumstances as you were growing up. This particular circumstance takes me back to high school. And I had a relative who was not that strong physically he was not a warrior in spirit at all but I was I was and there were some in the school high school males of the species that loved to bully him he wasn't bullying anybody And they did not know that he was a cousin of mine or a blood relative, close blood relative. One day I happened to walk upon a bullying that was going on of my cousin. They didn't know that. We were related until I told them in no uncertain terms, leave him alone. Period. Now, I was never a a, a B.A., and some of you know what that is in high school. I was never that, never intended to be that. But the B.A.'s in uh the school or in my neighborhood. They didn't bother me. They didn't mess with me. Why? Because they knew my capabilities. And they knew that engaging me was not worth the pain that it took to engage. So the very threat that came from his ally, leave him alone, was enough for them to leave him alone because it came from a place that they knew was strong. However, there's always somebody who's nutty 
who's always a little crazy, and they're going to talk trash regardless of who you are. That's the Iranians. The Iranians are going to talk trash regardless of who we are. And sometimes, friends, the trash talkers are the ones that you have to smash in the mouth. And you have to do it swiftly and as hard as you possibly can. Not just punching them in the mouth or in the nose, but punching through their mouth and their nose. That's what America is poised to do to the Iranians if, in fact, they don't stop it. There's nothing wrong with the President of the United States sending the strong message and signal that we're tired of the trash talk and the little yeah, they, they, they shot down one of our drones. And there are people who are saying that the president should have uh, just jumped all over him about that. But no, no one was killed. We lost a few million dollars when that drone went down. But the message from this president to that trash talking Iran uh, leadership is clear. And friends. I have no doubt that Donald John John Trump is absolutely serious when he says to the Iranians, we will obliterate you. And if they don't heed that warning, they ask for it. Just like the trash talker at school back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get suspended. I got a detention for it. Just like the trash talker back in the day had to be smashed in the mouth. That may have to happen again to Iran. I'll be back. And don't you go anywhere. Because... <laughs> oh, hey, got the wrong count. Okay, <laughs> got the wrong countdown. But listen, folks, I want to thank you for coming along with me uh, as we uh, head toward the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show. And um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about who we are. And we're going to talk about the upcoming debate here in a couple of days. When the 21, 20, 22 dwarfs, possibly 23 dwarfs, take the stage to make their bid to unseat Donald John Trump from the White House. I think it's a futile effort. Landslide 2020 Trump. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your iPhones or Android devices. And uh, follow us daily right here, two hours a day is all we ask. Go to the website, vclbryantshow.com, vclbryantshow.com. And, uh, hey, check out all the stuff that is there on the website. Now, about this uh, election that's coming up and this debate that's coming up, officially kicking off the presidential election season, uh, the Democrats will meet down in Miami uh, later this week. I believe it's on the 28th, the 28th of uh, this week uh, for their first uh, two-night debate. It's just so many of them. They can't have it in one night. So you're going to be the 28th, and I think Joe Biden's on the 29th. Uh, 27th or 28th. I can't remember. 28th or 29th. Can't remember. But just the same, um, the debates are coming up and be tuned in. Star Parker was on with me earlier in the show and she was saying that uh, the the candidate that she is watching, and I, I have a feeling that you need to watch that candidate too, is Kamala Harris. You see, Kamala has a certain charisma that you can't buy. She has a certain it factor that uh, you really can't buy. I have always said, I do believe, uh, I've never believed that Joe Biden will be the nominee of his party. He's having his day in the sun right now, but I don't believe that Joe Biden is going to be the eventual nominee of his party. Uh, there has to be at least an Obama-like figure uh, to emerge out of that pack to carry on the legacy uh, or, or mislegacy of uh, Barack Hussein Obama uh, from the Democrat Party. They don't have a chance. They do not have a chance with Joe Biden, although he is the safe choice. But I don't think Obama thinks Joe, Bar- Joe Biden is the choice for the Democrat Party. Certainly Ocasio-Cortez doesn't think so. Beto O'Rourke is not for him. And even though Bernie Sanders and um, uh, uh, Biden are the same age, or well, Bernie's actually a few years older, a couple of years older than um, Biden, or is Biden a couple of years older than Bernie? Either way, they're in the same age group. And uh, let me tell you this. Bernie certainly doesn't think that Biden is the guy for the job. Bernie thinks he is. Well, certainly he would. Elizabeth Warren doesn't go along with Biden whatsoever. But Biden is indeed Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi's choice. The same way that Jeb Bush was the choice of of the establishment Democrats, of the establishment Republicans. Um, Joe Biden is the choice of the establishment Democrats. Uh, 
And so what you are seeing in the Democrat Party is uh, a brewing civil war. That clarity, there is some clarity that's going to be brought to uh, this Democrat Party after this week. Because depending on who performs well in the debate, the polls, or at least the opinions of the candidates are going to change. And there's going to be a weeding out that will occur uh, come the latter part of this week, as far as the Democrats are concerned. And you are going to see a cannibalization on those two night stages by necessity. They're going to have to eat each other. They're going to have to take big bites out of each other in order to gain ground. And I was just, I was telling uh, um, some relatives of, of, of ours, my or my wife's, I was I was saying to her, to them, that um, to get to be president of the United States, this is something I have learned over a period of 40 years that I have been watching politics and engaged in politics well longer, actually uh, really closer to, uh, to um, 45 years that I've been engaged in politics. If you don't know what it takes to become president of the United States, let me tell you, let me tell you, it takes someone who is willing to step over bodies that he or she have laid bare on the floor, knocked out, defeated, walk on them, step on them to move forward. That's what this competition is all about. That's why uh, none of the progressive liberals who are running on that stage, who are talking about uh, equal outcome and all that kind of thing, you know that they must be lying because there's only going to be one nominee from the Democrat Party to carry the standard bear, the, the standard bear uh, of that party. There's only going to be one. And that one would have had to stepped over the bodies of the others in order to gain that mantle. There is no such thing as equal outcome. There is equal opportunity. Each one of them right now, progressive liberals as they are, each one of them right now have an opportunity to either shine or not in these coming debates. Will they shine or not? It depends upon their individual efforts, whether or not they make a splash with the American people, uh, the Democrat Party or not. And the outcome will not be equal. Why then do you think they want uh, that outcome to be equal in every other area when they themselves are fighting and wrestling for a number one type of position? That's the way life is in sports, in education, church. Yeah, it's that way in church, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure it is. You have to eke out and believe God for yourself. I can't do it for you. It's that way in anything. 
Why then do we buy into the idea that equal equal opportunity equals equal outcome? It's just not so, friends. It's just not so. Never has been. And I thank God that it, it shouldn't be that way. Makes a person lazy. Makes a person inadequate for service. If all you want to be is mediocre. No, there has to be winners. There has to be losers. And losers have to learn from the winners how to win the next time around. If the good Lord allows you to live. So equal outcome is something that's never going to happen. But equal opportunity in America is there for you. Take advantage of it and go forward. This week, you're going to see uh, the Democrat Party trying to gain advantage in their candidates so that they may wrestle back the White House. At this point in time, I don't care what the polls are saying. The Democrats at this point in time don't have a prayer of wrestling back the White House unless the president somehow stumbles badly. But all he has to do is stay on the course that he is on. Defending American borders, defending American interest, making America great again, and of course, doing the things that are necessary to stimulate the American economy to stay on course. And I am telling you that you will see a Trump landslide in 2020, especially if the Democrats stay on course. But now, uh, as I ask Star uh, Parker in the uh, last hour, which of the Democrats uh, candidates for president have that it factor, that charismatic factor? And I'm going to tell you now, I was telling you, it's not Joe Biden and not even Obama, not even Obama thinks it's Joe Biden. Otherwise, uh, I I believe he would have come out by now and have endorsed uh, or at least given some indication that he's leaning toward his former vice president. Our president, currently President Donald Trump, uh, he's accusing Biden of lying about an assertion that he'd ask former President Obama not to endorse his White House campaign. The former vice president told reporters at the uh, Amtrak station in Wilmington, Delaware, on April 25th, that he'd ask Obama not to endorse his campaign for president because whoever wins the nomination should win it on their own merits. Now, let's put a pin right there for a minute. Let's talk about Joe Biden and his veracity as far as truth is concerned. (laughs) Now, we know that Joe is prone to bend. Well, he lies. Joe, 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 Joe will lie. Plagiarism is simply lying on paper. Claiming something is yours that's not. Yeah. Many people plagiarize uh, things out of runaway slave. They use, but I just, I just, I don't, I don't say that they plagiarize. I'll say this: they use them without giving credit to the source. That's what Joe did. 
on a few occasions, a couple of occasions that we know of. And I have a feeling that when he, like the president said, I think he's lying about the the idea that he told President Obama not to endorse his candidacy, especially knowing that Joe could use desperately, even though he's ahead in the polls. I am telling you, that's a fluke. And after this week, after the Democrat elections, I'm saying to you that Joe Biden is going to wish he had Obama's endorsement. Uh, How he does, uh, how he doesn't get, this is President Trump speaking, how he doesn't get President Obama to endorse him, there has to be some reason why he's not endorsing him, Trump said. He was the vice president. They seem to have gotten along. And how President Obama's not endorsing him is rather a big secret. Then the president goes, uh, goes, then he goes and lies and said that I ask President Obama not to endorse me. Trump said in his own Trumpian way, give me a break. (laughs) You you, got to love it. (laughs) Yeah. And and folks, that's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Biden, if, if, if you are saying that you did not ask former president Barack Obama to endorse your campaign, Collectively, let's all say it together. Give me a break. (laughs) That can't be true. But why he's not endorsing you is the question. That's the question, because he's certainly not endorsing you at this point in time. And I don't think that that endorsement is going to come again. Keep an eye on Kamala Harris. Pete Buttigieg is, uh, in fact, faltering. And as Star, uh, Star Parker was on with me a little earlier, uh, as, as Star was saying, he, he's not doing well in, in governing South Bend, Indiana. Huh? It's a mess. But he is a prototype of things to come in our not-too-distant future. He is there to prep America for what the progressive liberal agenda would like and where the progressive agenda would like to take America. But friends, I am saying to you that that agenda will take you farther than you ever wanted to go will keep you longer than you ever wanted to stay and will make you pay more than you ever thought you could pay. If we go down that trail, there is no question about it. And so it is still incumbent upon all of us to be vigilant. Don't fall for the games that they are wanting to play with you and me. Keep your eyes wide open. 
because, hey, this is one of those times that do, in fact, try the souls of Americans. It's time for us to be vigilant, as T.J. Thomas Jefferson uh, said to us, that the price of our liberty will be eternal vigilance. Eternal vigilance will be, pardon me, the price of our liberty. So let's be vigilant. Um, Coming up, uh, as we close out the show today, I um, want to (laughs) share with you the eight most stunning uh, presidential candidate uh, candidate gaffes in our um, in our history in our modern history anyway I want to share with you the most stunning gaffes in our uh, history when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show here over Red State Encore. And um, did you know that it's being cited now, studies being cited, that coffee, drinking coffee, all this goes to all of us coffee drinkers out there. Coffee may actually help burn body fat. Interesting. There's going to be a lot of coffee nights. As we head through this presidential cycle, a lot of coffee nights will be coming up. And um, I'm a coffee drinker. We're going to look at how that may actually help you keep weight off. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You know, I'm always surprised at uh, how these polls tend to change. You remember when eggs were bad for you? And now eggs, good uh, coffee. I remember when coffee was bad for you. Now coffee, good. Huh? It makes you wonder just what is going on as far as um, these studies are concerned. I, I, I'm pretty much of the idea that a lot of these studies are simply put together in order to get money for the study so that they can come out years later and get more money to do a study that undoes that study. So, in essence, it becomes a game. Don't you think? Aren't we tired of these games that are being played? Aren't we sick of that? I know that I am. I'll be back after these words. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I never will forget the night that Rick Perry, he was my guy. I got to tell you, he was my guy. Um, was on the candidate stage. In fact, I had, um, oh, many months before Rick announced that he was running for president, I had kicked off uh, a book signing for him over in Tyler, Texas. And, uh, of course, he was there, and Jane and I were were uh, talking to him about his new book and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I asked Rick at the time, I asked Rick at the time, um, hey, um, there are a lot of people who are saying that if you run for, for president, you can win. You can win it. Well, Governor Perry at the time, um, well, he had, he had just um, um, left the, the gubernatorial chair. He said, well, CL, I, I really don't. Uh, no, he was still governor because he was heading up. He was going to head up the, um, na- the governors, the National Governors Association. Yeah, he was going to head that up. And uh, I have no I have no intention of running for president of the United States. Of course, six months later, uh, he had thrown his hat in the ring. <laughs> That's the way that goes. And I like Rick Perry. Rick Perry was a fantastic governor of Texas and a uh, great guy. But one of the largest gaffes, and it, it, it did, in fact, knock him out of the race, that we have seen on national television as far as and, and it wouldn't be so bad if he had been Bernie Sanders you 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 expect Bernie Sanders to make these types of gaffes and, and you know what it may not have even been so bad if it was uh, uh, Joe Biden because you expect Joe Biden to do it but but Rick Perry uh, polish uh, charisma all of that He's got it. He's got all of that. Uh, when he wanted to name the four uh, things that he was definitely in favor of and would be a part of his presidential platform, he named three. And then, you remember this? You remember it? And then it was one of those painfully uncomfortable moments where he could not. This is, has this ever happened to you? 
Now, this has happened to me. Uh, it happens to me almost daily, but uh, you have to move on <clears throat> is what it was. And uh, Rick, instead of regrouping immediately, regrouping immediately and saying something as a filler to, to, to transition out of it, actually just hung there trying to recall. And, and friends, don't ever do that. If you forgot something, then talk talk about something else. Transition into something else. That's what that's what pros do. That's what I'm. A, I'm a pro. I'm a, I'm a radio pro, and I speak across the nation. I have been speaking as a pastor uh, for for over forty years now. I have pastored three churches, and you you have to learn that when a thought slips from your mind, don't 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 linger. Move on. Rick didn't. And he didn't on a national political stage where people are determining whether or not they're going to vote for you. And there were a lot of people who had Rick Perry at the top of their list to vote for until he committed political suicide on live television in front of millions of people. Never recovered. Of course, he blamed it on uh, the back painkiller that he uh, had taken that dulled the pain in his back, but also short-circuited his recall. That's probably number one on the hit list. And I, and I tell you what, uh, what I will do, uh, because I do want to cover this thing with uh, with coffee. I want to cover this thing with coffee. I will uh, go over the next seven of them on tomorrow or, or perhaps the next day, because a lot of them are very interesting, some that we certainly have forgotten, but I will cover them. But now, uh, most of America... Drinks coffee. Now, we, we, we consume a lot of coffee. I'm sure we're not the largest coffee-consuming country on earth, but um, we drink a lot of it per capita. We drink a lot of it. My wife and I, we've, we've uh, gone green tea uh, crazy. Don't drink uh, it over the top, but we think it's much better. But the health benefits of drinking a morning cup of coffee uh, added a new entry to um, uh, are piling up. The, the, the evidence of drinking a morning cup of coffee is piling up. And researchers have just added a new entry to the list, weight loss. A new study that appeared Monday morning in the Journal of Scientific Reports suggests that coffee can actually help your body burn fat. Uh, the report looked at how caffeine interacts with your body's brown fat. <laughs> I didn't know that um, fat had its designations as far as colors were concerned. But there you go. You just learned something new. It helps uh, interacts with the body's, body's brown fat, which is the fat that burns calories and keeps the body warm hmm speaking on uh cbs this morning dr david uh 
August explain how it all works. He says there are two types of fat found in the body. White fat, which stores calories that the body has not used, and brown fat, which metabolizes micronutrients and generates heat, ultimately changing the metabolism as well as the cholesterol in the blood. What researchers have now found is that caffeine could stimulate that brown fat to produce more heat, much like exercise does, which has previously been suggested that coffee can help the body burn fat, but the evidence has largely been theoretical. Now, here we go. Uh, I'm sure you're going to see the coffee diet <laughs> pop up all over the country. I like to bring these types of little anecdotes to you uh, at the end of the show to leave you with uh, something that is lighthearted. We need it. We need a little lightheartedness in our world and our nation today because there are so many things, folks, that are absolutely so heavy that if we did not have the gift of laughter given to us by our God, by our creator, I think the weight would just absolutely be crushing. And that's something else that you ought to be thankful for, even in the midst of whatever times you might go through. You ought to try and be thankful for at least the gift, the ability to laugh. Jane and I have seen our way through many a hard times in our lives simply through the ability to laugh. And um, it's a gift. I don't know if any other animal on earth we say that hyenas are laughing when they make that sound. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm uh, not really sure what chimpanzees are doing. And maybe it is laughter. I know they're funny. They can be. They can also knock you out with one blow. Kill you even. I don't know if they're laughing. Dogs, some say they are laughing. I know that they do have the ability to experience great joy. But I'm not really sure if they have the ability to laugh. But you do. I do. In the midst of turmoil, you can choose to find humor in it. And friends, in, in, in these times that face us, Americans... Even though we, we, we have a situation where, yes, we very well might need to obliterate Iran. It's funny to watch their response to our declaring that to them. They actually seem as though they don't believe that we will do it. And I don't know if they actually believe 
that you have a president now who, even though he is doing everything he can to be presidential, to be uh, very um, patient. But I don't think the Iranians understand that America does have a president now who is all about America first. And as I started off this segment with the question, what would you do if your family was being threatened by a force that you could stop? Would you stop them? I would. Yeah, I would. And I'm glad that we have someone who is all about America first, who is saying that he would do so too. Exactly what we need at the head and the leadership of our nation at this point in time. Someone who is all about defending the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. We need that somebody at the helm. We need to keep him there so that we can indeed keep America great. And of course, it's all up to you as to how that's going to happen. Come November 3rd, 2020. Yeah, over um, less than a year and six months away. Less than that. That time, my friends, will go by very, very quickly. So stay vigilant. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.